Knockback is brought to you by thousands of supporters on Patreon at patreon.com slash Stand. If you want to show your support for Knockback, as well as CLS's PlayStation podcast, Sacred Symbols, the eclectic interview series, Fireside Chats, and the YouTube gaming series, SideQuest, please consider going to Patreon and pledging for a monthly amount that makes the most sense for you. Your Patreon support doesn't only ensure that CLS continues to produce the content you love, like Knockback, but you can get cool perks, too, depending on your level of support. You can get early access to each episode of Fireside Chats, Sacred Symbols, and Knockback, totally ad-free. You can vote for show topics and provide feedback to be read on air. You can listen to exclusive podcasts only available to patrons, and much more. Your support is essential if Colin's Last Stand is to continue well into the future, so please consider showing some love. Again, that's patreon.com slash Stand. Thank you for your kindness, generosity, and support. Without you, CLS wouldn't exist. But enough of that. On to the show. Greetings and salutations. Welcome back to Knockback. My name is Colin Moriarty. As always, I'm joined by my distant brother, Dagan Moriarty. Hi, guys. Dagan, how is everything going with you today? Everything's good, my friend. You know what? It's snowing. It's sort of a hybrid snow ice thing going on outside. The kids are off from school today. It's a snow day. Helene's home. You know, my wife's a teacher, for those of you who may not know. So everybody's home today. It's three o'clock here in PA, and it's 12 o'clock noon in LA. Yes. And that that's what we're looking at, my friend. Well, yeah. I mean, you've said it, Dave. We are recording this episode remotely. This is the 53rd episode of the show, and we're recording this remotely for, for multiple reasons. And really, it's my fault. I fucked up the recording of one of our podcasts that we did <laughs> when I was in Philadelphia. And unfortunately, I fucked up the recording that we did with our dad. So as oh, Dagan knows, man. I was like totally crestfallen that entire day. You were devastated. You were devastated. It was like not really that big of a deal, but you were really taking it hard. <laughs> well, because God. we always had wanted dad on the show and it would have been the first show we had done with three people. So anyway, you can blame it on me while we're doing this remotely. Perhaps you guys can't even tell because we're recording, you know, natively in our respective areas. Use it. Just we're talking on the phone right now, basically. Um, and yeah. yeah. And Dave, so I wanted to hit you with something because this episode, as I told you, I want to call it a retrospective retrospective. This is <laughs> this is right. the 53rd episode, which means this is our second year. We're entering our second year of the show. And unbelievable. The first episode, I don't know if you know, posted on February 15th of 2018. So episode one of our show was about The Empire Strikes Back, and we published it that day. And slowly our podcast has grown to have, you know, between, depending on the episode, 10, 11, 12 to 15,000 downloads a week. You know, pretty good. So cool. So, pretty fun. So good. Oh, pretty my gosh. So cool. So cool. So, Dave, today I wanted to do kind of the stopgap episode because instead of us missing a week which I never want us to do. I thought it was actually kind of serendipitous because we don't have the episode because, again, my fault with the recording. We, we scheduled it all out perfectly, but it happened to have fallen on our first anniversary. So I thought right. instead of doing a real episode, we would just do something a little different, which is just kind of reflecting on the past year, having a retrospective and some sort of postmortem on our show and what we think is going right and what we think is going wrong. I've compiled a bunch of comments from the audience as well, mostly praise, which we appreciate. And I thought that that would be a nice stopgap until next week when we convene in Philadelphia and record the next 10 episodes of what I'm going to now That's call. That's right. I'm going to now call it, Dig season two. What do you think of that? There you go. I love it. I love it. Such a good idea. I love that we're doing this show. It was a great idea that you had to do this, I think. And yeah, and you're going to be out here in a week, which is crazy. Yeah, I'm excited. So. I'm super stoked. I'm excited to see the kids. I'm excited to see Helene. I'm excited to see Kiki. I'm not that excited to see you, but it's a nice yeah. benefit for me coming over there is to see you as well. So 
<laughs> it's um, an extra perk. You're there. So I get, you know, I, and I was telling you, I feel so bad when I come to your house because your son, Graydon, you know, I sleep in his room and he sleeps with his sister in his room or in her room rather. And, uh, you know, I, I'm like, maybe we should start asking him if this is okay, <laughs> if this is okay with him. <laughs> he loves it. He, he, lo- he totally loves it. You know, it gives him something, a whole different thing for him. So he like really digs it. Plus he just likes having you here. So no, he's it's a an- good trade off for him, I think. Yeah, and he's an easy kid, and I really enjoy sleeping in prison-style beds where, you know, it's like being a dad, you know? <laughs> it totally is. You got the twin bed, your feet, and you're tall, so your feet are hanging off a little bit, you know? Dude, I think I was sleeping in, like, my child bed until I was in, like, high school. I think dad, oh, like... Oh, I was the same way. Like, I, I, I couldn't thing. fit... I remember even, like, you know, you'd have girls over in high school, and you wouldn't be necessarily doing anything, but you'd be cuddling in bed or, like, watching TV or whatever or making out, and... It's like no one, it's impossible. It's an impossibility in a bed, you know, in whatever <laughs> but bed. But somehow dad, you make it work. Exactly. I'm sure dad probably, like with the, <laughs> we're already shitting on dad on this episode. I'm sure, <laughs> you know, dad used to take things from New York City that he'd find in like abandoned buildings. Like we had a beautiful banister in the house that was from like an abandoned building and stuff. And I often wonder if maybe those mattresses also came from a fire or something like that. And he just didn't. <laughs> <laughs> It's good. Hey, it could be. I'm not going to ask. Let's just let's just leave it to the imagination. At like it's like a there was a fire at Rikers and they took all the prison beds and threw them away. And then dad brought them home. So long <laughs> I never even thought of that. Now I'm disturbed. <laughs> so, Dig, I want to kind of talk about kind of the genesis of the show. And I know we've talked, you know, both on your q and I know you've talked about it and I've talked about it, too, about kind of where the show comes from. But I'm, I'm curious what your reflections are on the beginning on us kind of starting this journey together and if you expected it to turn out this way and i don't necessarily mean in terms of the show's success or the output but what the show is i'm curious if you can kind of go back and talk a little bit about that for me you know it's so funny Kyle, because i was just thinking about this last night just in thinking about jotting down a few thoughts for recording today but first of all my first thought is that i can't i cannot i seriously can't believe how fast it's gone like that's been a year already i was just talking about that with helene before we started recording like she was like, it's been a, wait, it's been a year. And exactly. I was like, yeah, it's been actually a year since we started knockback. So I think that speaks to how much I enjoy it, how much I enjoy recording the show with you and how much I enjoy spending time with you and, you know, me going out West and you coming out here. And just, I think that built in, you know, sort of that built in aspect of just hanging out together. I think that's one of the things that makes it go really quick for me, but man, it's gone so fast. And just the fact that it's been a year, it literally feels like it's been a month you know, which is amazing. And I just enjoy it so much. And I think the show, you know what? I think the show is exactly what I thought it was going to be. You know, I think we were really like-minded as far as our approach to the show. I just wanted it to be a fun conversation about the things we're passionate about. You know, talk about these topics, these nerdy topics, be it, you know, a movie, a TV show, a cartoon, a comic book, a toy, a toy line, whatever. I just wanted to talk about it with passion and with humor, you know, and, you know, sort of the built in sort of our built in camaraderie that we've built over many years. And, you know, just that sort of just to kind of bring our our own perspectives to things and talk about things in a smart way, but a funny way. And I think the show, if I look at the body of work that we've put out so far over the last year, I'm really happy with that, that we've brought it to that level. You know, I think I needed to get a lot more and I still need to, you know, as far as my own feelings, I think I need to, you know, work on a little more polish as far as being a podcaster goes, but I'm really mindful of the things I need to work on and sort of just kind of trying to build and trying to progress and get better. 
Um, and I wanted to ask you the same thing. How do you think it's gone? Because you're coming from a whole different thing. This is this was untrodden territory for me. But you're an experienced podcaster. You're you're already a YouTube celebrity, and you already have a big following in the gaming community. So how how is it going for you? In all honesty, like how do you feel about the, doing the show, especially in the fact that you do other stuff as well? You know, yeah. this isn't your only thing. Yeah, I think that you know, knockback. When I think about the history of the podcast I've done and the big podcasts that I've done. You know, Knockback is actually the first product I would actually, in, in fact, say I've only really made at, from from scratch two truly unique podcast products, if that makes any sense, because Fireside Chats is really what a lot of podcasts already are. And it's very much based on Joe Rogan experience and all that. But Knockback right. was a product that I kind of came up with and we came up with when we talked about, of course, on Fireside Chats, when we talked about uh, Rogue One, I think, was it or no, episode eight. And we were at Mom's, right, as everyone that's knows, right. and that, that's kind of the genesis of the show. But I knew that I wanted to do something old school because, you know, I know that there's a, a big presence of old school YouTubers and stuff, but there's actually not that many old school or retro, you know, podcasts like audio podcasts of reflections of things that I think are of a high quality. And and as you said, I think that our connection, our brotherly connection makes this show super unique. And I actually think that that's like something that is almost non-existent in the space and people have taken a great deal to that kind of experience that we share. And so the show, you know, I don't plan the show in terms of its arc. Like I don't like going into a show and expecting what it's going to be and all that kind of stuff. I like the show to kind of discover what it's going to be. And I think that we've done that together. I haven't gone back and listened to like the empire strikes back episode or anything like that, but I'm sure it's quite different than the episodes we do now. Now we have a cadence and we, we know that we introduced the show and we, you know, joke around for a little while and we usually have some sort of thing that you lead with and we ease into the topics and we we gather questions and, you know, we end with, you know, lightning round or whatever we do. So the show is kind of, you know, adapted and morphed into what I think it should be. And, you know, I never want to put any expectations on that. So I'm super proud of the product, like the end product. And I, I think I think the show is of a truly high quality. You know, I really do. Um, and to, per your, you know, talk about you getting better and all that kind of stuff. I think that the common theme with you is is how good you actually are at it. And I know that you're a very modest person and we could all improve. I can improve too. I, I edit every episode of Sacred Symbols, for instance, and I edited the first 45 episodes of Knockback. So I know what I need to clean up and I've cleaned it up. You guys have not heard a lot of the, you know, my cleans up cleanups because they're not in the show. <laughs> so now that I've passed that off to Dustin and we, I focus only on sacred symbols, now I know what I need to fix in another way, too. So I think that the show has been a, a rousing success. And I will say this, too, that it's this, it's more and further proof of what I like to call the micro community, that you no longer need on the Internet. And it's been this way for a while. I mean, we proved it kind of funny, but you don't need a million people like watching a video to make money and to yeah. have success and to have an audience. You don't. You Like, I find it fascinating that Colin's Last Stand absolutely positively grosses more per capita than any video game website, if that makes any sense, like any gaming website. That's amazing. And, and that, that's the same for Jim Sterling, and that's the same for Kind of Funny, and that's the same for Easy Allies and others. People that are engaged and love the content and the internet has allowed voices to proliferate like ours, we don't need to like go and find a sponsor. We don't need to go and find someone to post our stuff on their website. We can find our people ourselves, and that's what we've done. Which is so cool. You know, just that dedicated, yeah, like you're saying, just that built-in, dedicated, hardcore fan base that really appreciates what you do. And I, I've been able to witness that now. And you know, I have to say, Kyle, too, like your opinion, the fact that you're happy with knockback and the way it's going means so much to me because besides my built-in bias as being your brother, right, you're somebody, you're a podcaster that I really, really admire. Like the work that you do, your voice, 
you know, how professional you are, how articulate you are, you know, how intelligent you are, everything about the way you, you know, every, your voice, the way you carry yourself, everything about it, I admire so much. So the fact that you're really happy with the way it's going means, really means a lot to me. Like I really value that opinion. So it's so nice to hear that, you know, it's really, it's really rewarding for me, you know? Well, thank you. That that's very kind of you to say. I I joke around sometimes that I play a character, like a version of myself, and that's the reason why I'm able to. <laughs> and I think it's true. Like, I think I'm myself on the podcast, but at the same time, I'm playing, you know, a boisterous. I have to lead the conversation. I can't just like be my usual self, which is much more laid back and you know a little slower and stuff like that, because that doesn't make for compelling right. podcasts and compelling conversations. It's almost like I'm Edgar Casey. For people that don't know, Edgar Casey was this like mystic in the 20th century in the United States, he used to go into these trances and like make predictions. Do you remember that dad had like a ma- an Edgar Casey map in his room, which was what the United States was supposed yes. to look like yeah, in yes. 2050. And so Edgar Casey <laughs> used to go into like these trances and then claim that he would not remember like anything about the trance. And that's kind of how I feel about podcasting. When a podcast is over, I'm like, I don't even really know what the hell I just did. Yeah. Like it's, it's wow. You look like you go like out of body. Yeah. It's like almost like you gotta just, you gotta, it's not faking it because you're not faking it. It's just like you have to be in that mode. It's like you're it's, it's it's hard, you know, and and I think that that's something that you're learning, too, is that I think a lot of people think that and I'm not trying to pat us on the back at all, but people think podcasting and sitting in front of a microphone and having compelling conversations is easy and it's not. And so it takes energy and it takes focus. And so I, fo- I try to focus on the show. If I my mind will wander if I'm not focused, you know, right. You're, well, you're so good at a call. And, you know, I've sat across the room from you doing so many of these shows now. You know, I'm in the same room with you and I see you do it. And even if you do, like you're saying, kind of snap into this other this other thing, this other mode, but it never feels like that. It always feels like I'm talking to Colin. So the fact that you're able to do that and be that way and still kind of kind of feel like you're out of body and stuff, that means that that's like that's a talent. You know, I mean, everybody already knows how good you are at this. But for me to be able to sit across the room from you and learn from you and do that with you week in and week out doing the doing the shows and the recordings, that's been so helpful for me. You know, to see just to see how you handle and just to see how you handle it. You know, it's been a really educating thing, you know, and I think, again, I think it speaks to how much I enjoy doing it. And I just want to get better. I want to kind of glean those ways of like, how can I improve this? How can I improve that? So that's been so and I hope that progression and evolution is coming out. I think there'll be, you know, like anything else, there'll be hiccups along the way. But, for, you know, you know, pound for pound, I hope that progression is showing and, you know. I hope that's, uh, you know, I, I got to be worthy of that spot next to next to Kyle, you know, so that's 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 what it's all about. Well, that's very nice of you to say, and I appreciate that. And I actually think that, you know, there are a few episodes of the show where I'm like, I think that show could have been stronger. I won't even say what they are, because the honest truth is that we've not gotten any feedback or much feedback about like, well, this show is weaker than the others. I don't know that I've actually seen anything like that. Now, I'm sure people feel right. that way, but I think that that basically goes to show that we have some sort of consistent product that people are enjoying, which is great. But Dig, there's one question I wanted to ask you because it's something that's been weighing on me and it's something that I think a lot about. You know, I'm wondering if, you know, we've talked about it in the past. It's very redundant. I'm sorry. Nostalgia. We are all about nostalgia, but nostalgia inherently from its, you know, its root in Latin has a root of negativity, of painful memories. And I'm curious if like going through all of this for you has brought up anything for you, has brought up any pain or any remembrance or any mm. any longing you know because for me it really has I at night I, I go to bed really late at night as people know I go to bed at like three four or five in the morning usually and yeah I, I like to read before I go to bed but then I kind of like you know start dazing off and 
I get really nostalgic and sad around that time for some reason. Every almost every day I start thinking about the past. I start thinking about painful memories. And I'm curious, like if that has come out for you at all. Obviously, we've talked about and celebrated so many things, but in being so weakly connected to our childhood and to our past, I think that it inherently brings pain into our lives, or at least it has for me. And I'm curious. And I don't mean that in like, you know, I'm fucking dying on a cross over here. I'm simply saying that, you know, it brings up old memories and old things and yearnings and places you can no longer visit. And I'm, I'm wondering what you think of that. Wow, that's such a that's such an interesting question, Kyle. You know, it's funny for me. The first when you first said that, the first thing I thought of, well, in all honesty, I think in talking about these things, it's a it's a it's a it's mostly a joyful experience for me. But I think it does make me miss. You know, I'm inherently, I you know, I guess the listenership, you know, our kind of our listener base, sort of starting to get to know me by now. But I'm very childlike. I'm very nostalgic. You know, I collect retro video games. I'm very into, you know, I love retro anime. I'm just, I really, I think I just kind of um, pine for those things that I grew up with. But I think mostly it's like a joyful resonance for me. But I think it makes me miss certain periods of my life through missing certain people that I don't get to see anymore. Like when we talk about Tommy, I think there's like, you know, the, my, one of my best friends growing up that's come up often in the podcast. I think it makes me miss him. You know, it makes me miss my 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 best friend John growing up. It makes me miss my best friend in high school, Pat, that I kind of experienced manga and anime through, you know, and video games and just being a teenager with. You know, it makes me miss those people. And I think it makes me miss those times. And and then there's the, the other people that we go into, like PJ you know, my best friend PJ, currently PJ, who's been my best friend for many years, who's still in my life. So that doesn't have the same sort of bittersweet aspect to it when we talk about him because he's still there. You know, I'll pop off the podcast and then start texting him, you know, but I think it makes me miss those people. And I think in all honesty, too, when we talk about certain things, like let's say talking about, you'll, you'll be able to speak to this too, Kyle, like being able to, when we talk about grandma's house growing up and, you know, getting together for Sunday dinners, and all the aunts and uncles being there, you know, the way things started to change when, you know, for instance, when mom and dad got divorced and that sort of, you know, the togetherness was still there. We still had a family. We still got together, but it was different now, you know? So when we talk about me being, you know, because mom and dad got divorced when I was 17. So talk about me being, you know, anywhere from, you know, zero years old to 16, those memories are a lot different because the the look of the family was a lot different. So I think it makes me miss those times, but I never get, it's mostly honestly really a, a joyful and upbeat thing, although I'm very nostalgic. Um, I don't really ever get bummed out, which is good, which is good, which is a good thing. Because I think, I, I don't know, I guess it's just, it almost feels like when we're talking about it and we're exploring a topic so much, whether it's like an old Nintendo game or talking about Transformers or G.I. Joe, it sort of transports you back and that makes me happy. You know, it kind of takes me out of the current, you know, like, um, I'm stressing about a deadline at work, you know, and now, you know, we're going back to when I was nine years old and we're talking about G.I. Joe. So there's a happiness there for me. So mostly it's been a sweet thing, although, you know, it could get bittersweet. It's funny, man, because it reminds me a lot of how much I don't remember or I guess like beat to beat memories. Like we remember, you know, certain events or certain things, but just generally, like, I don't really remember what it was actually like to be nine. I just remember events that happened when I was nine, if that makes any sense. That's and, it. That's interesting. And it that that brings me a little bit of sadness because, like, 
it is an innocent time if we look back through it or through the lens of adults that have all of this baggage and stuff. So there's something, I don't know, man. I think that there's something personally very deep for me doing these episodes with you, you know, and it's not only because of our connection. It's just because it requires a direct tether to the past. Always. It's not about contemporary things and it's not about the future ever. It's never about that. It's always about digging back. And there's so much pain and so much intrigue and interest in the past for me, you know, and like you were talking about with the, the divorce of our parents and stuff like you know, that's something that I still grapple with a lot. And, you know, we'll probably do it. Maybe we'll do even a full episode about that one day. But it's yeah, uh, it, it's it's interesting. You know, I, I wonder, even though you think about your old friends, I wondered, do you want to get in touch with them? Like, I'm surprised that you haven't tried to get in touch with these people. I know you had dinner in New York City with John not too long ago. But yeah, did, if you saw long. Tommy, for instance, would you think that it would be awkward? Would you guys like hit it off? Would it just be like something you were doing? You know, like, you know, what? I don't think it would be. I can't see that it would be awkward at all just because of the personalities. You know, any of those people that I mentioned, I couldn't see it being awkward. And really, the only reason I haven't, I could be very, you know, you know me very well. I could be very irresponsible with getting in touch with people and keeping in touch with people. And it's just because I get swept away with what's going on in my life. You know, whether it's like, oh, I want to write for the podcast tonight or I'm working on a book project or just, you know, animating during the day at my day job and stuff like that. I, or the family, you know, I get very, I'm very bad at just saying like, look, just take 10 minutes and reach out, you know, via what I'm not on Facebook, but you know, whatever, via Instagram or whatever it is, make a phone call, you know, call mom and see if she has Tommy's parents numbers, whatever. You know, really, in all fairness, I should have gotten in touch with Tommy, Tommy by now, especially because I think it would be so fun to have him on the show eventually, you know. Well, like but I, no, that's yeah. just me b- being bad, just being terrible with getting in touch with people. That's all that is, you know. I still think that we have to have Tommy on the show so that at the end of the show, you present him with the X-Wing cockpit. Like, I oh, think that's such a brilliant idea. I think that's it's like full, it's got to be full circle, right? Like... <laughs> That would be so it would bring it would be like it would it's like exactly what St. Peter is looking for as you walk into the gates when you die one day is like that's the moment, you know, of your that's full circle. That's your redemption. That's when you will get in, you know, and he's going to be like, I was wondering where the hell this was. Yeah, he's like been he hired like a private investigator. They couldn't like find anywhere. What's interesting is that somewhere in, you know, I wonder, Dagan, since you lost your X-Wing cockpit, I think in his backyard, I wonder if at some yeah. point. They found it when they were moving lumber around or fucking around back there. And then he's like, oh, here's my X-Wing cockpit. Like it like in other words, like you've been carrying around this guilt with you or thinking about it. And we've been laughing about it. But sometime in like 19 (laughs) sometime in like 1986, when they were mowing the lawn or like weeding a garden, they found it. And like it's just over. It's been over now for. I love that. I love that story the best. The other the other scenario I keep in my head is like he has this pristine Star Wars collection worth like you know million dollars. The one thing he's missing, the one thing on the shelf, is the, the X-wing sitting there without the cock. Like for some reason, he just didn't get another canopy. He just pines for that one piece. <laughs> <laughs> but I like, I kind of like your, I kind of like your idea better. Yeah, I've been suffering over this thing nightly for the my whole life, and then he's he's actually had it since 1986. That's great. Yeah, that's that's uh, that would be funny as hell. I'd love to make that happen. And I know people have been asking about it. I really and I know it sounds silly, but I really am serious about getting in touch with the people that own our old house now and digging up the the tape in the backyard. Oh, my God, dude. That I mean, it's like it's almost to the point now where it's like, how can you not do it? It would how be can it, we not do that. It, it's so funny, man. Like, I, I think I think 
in my mind, because I don't know who owns the house, my, you know, it's a coin flip. By half of half of me feels like they would think someone would think that that was like really funny, and the other half would be like, "Get the hell off my property!" You know, I, I don't. Yeah, it totally. It depends on the person. I mean, because that's literally one of the craziest things I've ever done. You know, like really went out of my head, was out of my mind. You know, how can we not do it? We have to do it somehow. Yeah, I know. I, I want to get that on tape and, and it would be so funny. And if they say no, we'll just go at night and do, and do it without their permission. <laughs> that would and definitely get arrested, probably. So that would be fun. Can we wear ninja outfits? Yeah, we can I wear ninja we outfits. We can wear ninja outfits. Okay. We can don, uh, don ninja stars and, and katana. Oh, I love it. We'll be armed, even though it has nothing to do with anything. I love yeah, it. Yeah, and the cops would really love that when they came to arrest us. They'd probably shoot us and kill us. <laughs> <laughs> they'd they'd call it into the the station. There's two men dressed as ninjas, equipped with <laughs> what appear to be katanas. What do, you know? Please advise. I love. Please advise. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you think that this has allowed this show has allowed you to kind of think about and connect with the past in relation to? Dana and Allie and our parents specifically. And, you know, you talked about the Sunday dinners with the cousins and the, our grandparents and all of that. But yeah, has it also allowed you to connect with the memories of of kind of the four other people in our core family a little bit? Oh, my gosh. Absolutely, Kyle. Absolutely. I mean, I want to I'll answer real quick. I want to ask you the same question as well. I, you know, anytime we talk about something that's, you know, a memory, it could be anything. It could be a material thing like a video game or a toy line or it could be, you know, a movie. It could be you know, talking about family vacations, whatever. Yeah, those people that are closest to us, they inherently play a part in every story. And it's so funny to see how each person interconnects to something that you think originally, you know, initially this, why would Dana, you know, play any part in, for instance, talking about Star Wars figures? But it's like one of the first things I think about are like the the five or six Star Wars figures that she actually owned, that she actually got for Christmas because she thought they were cool. Like, you know, Bespin Leia, or she had, for some reason, she had, I believe she had R2 with the pop-up lightsaber, and I didn't even have that figure, so I was always, like, kind of jealous, like, I wanted to kind of take it from her, because she didn't, re- I was like, she doesn't use that, like, let me, do-. you know, right. but she would always be, you know, whenever I vocalized that, she'd be like, no, I love that, you know what I mean? I'm like- surprised you didn't steal that, too. <laughs> Probably. I plotted. <laughs> I definitely plot. But you know what I'm saying? Like it's so yeah. it's so interesting to kind of explore those tendrils of like what leads you what leads your memory around. You know, like why would Allie have anything to do with, you know, talking about like a cartoon from the 80s, but in all likelihood I watched that with her because we were so close growing up. You know, we were 5 years apart and we had a me and Allie specifically had a very close relationship. So, it's always kind of cool to explore those things. And every time I'm writing my reflections on a topic before we record, it's so funny. It's so it's really fun to see where it's going to go and what what kind of thoughts are going to come out from my brain onto the page. You know, how do you feel about that? How has that been for you? Yeah, it's been interesting, you know, because I think about their connections to to stuff as well. I mean, when we did the music episode, for instance, and we'll do more music episodes. That was a really popular episode with people. You know, I, I can't help. Fun. And I talked about it. I can't help but think of Ali in regard to music and Dana in regard to music, you know, and the way they play into my various tastes. And, you know, I remember Ali coming home with that ABBA record and that Rancid record the same day and and the distance between those albums and how I loved them both. I remember that, you know, and not that either of those albums were on our list, of course, but, you know, so it is funny how these different people tie in and I want, and we'll talk about it in a little while because I want to go through a bunch of things that people have submitted to us to talk about here. I have a plan and we'll talk about that plan. I think, you know, as the show goes on a little bit, this won't be like a normal 90 minute or two hour show, but 
you know, I, I think that it's important that they play a deeper part into it. And that's why I was disappointed with the way the dad episode went, because it went really well. It was funny as hell. And, you know, we really got dad to talk and I fucked up the recording, you know, and yeah. And he so, was really good in it. I was I was brilliant in that episode. You were. And that's and unfortunately, it's your. <laughs> no, it's, I don't know. Was I? I'm just I'm teasing. I don't know. I no, was. you were great. I mean, that's the thing is that your audio is the audio that's fucked up. It's my audio is fine and Dagan's is fine. So I've actually sent it to our editor to have him clean it up. And he said it's going to be complicated to do. And I and I agree. And it's never going to sound right. So we have to really figure out what we want to do. We might just How have to. to we'll probably just convene with that again and, and try again. But yes, it's interesting. And, and I actually think the other interesting component of it is that there are people, as people listening to the show know, there are people in our family that listen to it. So we're almost, it's we're not playing to an audience, but we, we I know inherently that our most core audience are the half dozen people or so that listen to the show that were involved in these stories, you know? Um, yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Very and their, cool and their feedback, you know, one way or the other. Like, I wonder what they feel about being, you know, we make fun of dad. It's part of the the joke of the show, but I wonder, does that actually bother dad? To be, or I don't think it probably does, but when, you know, like, and then of course, all of the notes that we get from, from our family as well on the, yes, the various podcasts, which is always nice. Like, I think actually it's funny when I saw, so Derek is our brother-in-law. Derek married our sister Dana in 2003, but he, they've been together since, I don't know, over 20 years. And he listens to the show with his oldest son, you know, our nephew, Declan, who also listens to sacred symbols, which is so inappropriate, but that's great anyway. <laughs> and not that actually knockback is just as inappropriate. I've said awful things on knockback as well, but so, I mean, it really doesn't matter, but it's funny. I, so we went to, uh, when I went home after I saw you, I flew to Virginia to see the family. A lot of our family has reconvened in Richmond over the last 10 years. And so I went down there and we were having dinner and Derek was talking to me about the show and, and, you know, gave me a few notes and and his note was like, I, I wish you guys disagreed with each other a little bit more. And then the next day, I, and, and then <laughs> yes. the next day I saw him and he's and he was like really apologetic about about it. And I'm like, no, that's totally valid feedback. In fact, it's like the most valid feedback because you know us. So I would love to hear what you think about the show. You know, so yeah. I just thought it was fun. It's just funny that people grapple with our content, you know, as we're as we're making it. And of course, Allie seems to be the most upset with us with and with, you know, oh. what we what we're missing. <laughs> Oh my god, she was so upset about the Lord of the Rings episode. She she got to the point where I was like, I think you should have recorded this episode with Colin. Just, holy cow. She was yeah, Allie took great exception to the Lord of the Rings episode, and Dana had some notes about the um Breakfast Club episode, right? Right, and Mad Men, I think, too. And <laughs> Mad Men. Right. So like, oh my gosh, you know, but they, you know, they're I mean, they're both very smart and thoughtful and kind of both really um in tune with their respective sort of pop culture things that they're into so they're very knowledgeable about certain things too so their notes are are helpful but yeah they took great exception to the you know things that we missed and i was like wow that you know but but again like it gives you a kind of whole different it gives you a whole different look because they're really listening to the show you know they're they're right there they're a front row audience that De- you know declan and derek too yeah, you know? it's it's very cool, and I, I'm so appreciative of that. I know that Dad says, especially because we never talk to Dad, that it's his, <laughs> <laughs> that it's his like way to kind of keep in touch with us. And I always feel bad with Dad because we Dad and I have really great conversations on the phone, but like once a month, you know, like where yeah. we talk, and I'm like, well, oh, we haven't talked bad. in a while, and then we talk forever, and then I'm like, yeah, I'll call you this weekend, and then I just forget, you know, right? Like, I'm just right. ter- you I'm get terrible. busy, you forget. I'm so bad. I'm the same way as you. I'm I'm, te- I'm just terrible at it. You know, yeah, it, it happens, man, because I used to criticize you when I was in 
college when I told you, I was like, when I stopped calling you, you knew we never talked anymore. And then oh, I, be- it, was, and, it was so bad, but then I became an adult and then I stopped calling everyone. <laughs> right. Yeah. You just get so, you know, people, you just get so busy. You got to realize, you just got to do the thing. Like I talk about this with Anjoni a lot. Like, you know, you just got to do the thing of like, lit- and mom too. Mom's really a big proponent of this also. Like just call for f- a couple of minutes and just say, what's up? You know, I just always feel bad doing that. Like I'm going to get, I'm going to get on the phone with you for two minutes and I'm going to fly off the phone. I just feel terrible doing that. But it is a good, if you could do it, if you could just wrap your head around doing it, it's easier said than done. But if you could just do it, you know, I got to, but I got to put that into practice. I'm terrible at it. You know? Yeah. 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 Um, it's, yeah, I'm bad at it too. And I, I feel bad about that, but I feel that by remembering these things and, and what's interesting is as long, as long as there's, as long as like a Chinese EMP doesn't go off all over the United States over the coming decades or something like that, they, they, these, these will exist in perpetuity forever so it's it's interesting you know we're lucky in a way Dagan because one of the somber things that I think about sometimes I'm reading this really or I'm almost done with it but I'm reading this really fascinating book called Sapiens which is about the early history of man and you know up really through like the agricultural revolution you know from Cro-Magnon and Neanderthal all the way through that and then kind of animal husbandry and towards civilization and you realize just by reading it and I kind of inherently knew this by studying history in college and anthropology and all of that. But there are just billions of people's stories that are gone. Like when a, when there's a random person that's going to die today, unfortunately, and that's and that person's stories and experiences and the, the interesting things and, and interesting encounters and they're gone. They're gone. That's so heavy. That's the yeah. heaviest thing. Isn't it crazy to think about? Because there's been so many millions of people. Exactly. Exactly. And so like a theory goes that we might have there might have been more people in the past than there will be in the future, meaning that we've reached the top of the hill and are going down now, whether we destroy ourselves or have population control, whatever the case might be. So it's interesting to think about that. We there's just this past of people, just countless, almost infinite people, basically billions that their stories are never told and their stories are never recorded. And no matter how incidental or inconsequential our stories ultimately are about our experiences with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the fact of the matter is, is that it, exi- it exists. <laughs> the stories are there, you know, like they That's exist. That's very cool. That's a very cool way to put it. I really like that. Yeah. And they're, because they're because their history, you know, a lot of these topics are of the past, however old, you know, depending on the topic, you know, they're, we're already talking about them, you know sort of being in the past so that kind of it sort of has a it has a shelf life as you said which is kind of cool it's awesome i mean it's awesome it's, it's awesome that we're lucky enough to be able to do this for an audience and to let them into our our family and that's kind of what i the the, the route i wanted to take through this is i feel like that by doing knockback we've expanded in some sense the moriarty family or as we kid around by telling the moriarty lore you know it's <laughs> it, it's like house moriarty and in, in you know game of thrones it's basically like we're letting people in to the story and they, and they become honorary members of the stories. And I'd like to think that, you know, we know what our old houses looked like. We know what Tommy looks like. We know what PJ looks like. We know, you know, all of these things. We know what our pool was. And we know when I say that we used to throw ninja stars against the fence, we know what that looks like. You know, right. um, I, what I often think about is like what people visualize all these things and like how they visualize them because they come up over and over again. And, you know, you read and I read and all this kind of stuff. And I immediately envision things and stick with those visions when I'm reading something. Right. They describe right. a place and I just see it. I'm sure it's not accurate, but I see it. And so I like to think about that, too, that people see these things as we go through them in their own way. 
you know that's um, so cool yeah and that's relate very, to it that i way. never think about it like i never think about it quite like you're describing right now because i get so wrapped up i think in the specific thing that we're talking about researching it you know what are my funny stories about you know how can we relate to this from when we were younger but talking about it in this way is so interesting because it almost makes it like you know from for our perspective you know from my and your perspectives Kyle, you know we're thinking about something that we already could see in our mind's eye or it serves as a reminder or, you know, it brings back memories. So it's cool in that regard for us. But in, in their regard, in the, our listenership and the people who listen to the show, it's almost like a listening to or watching a work of fiction because like, exactly what you're saying, they're kind of envisioning it and imagining it in their own way. You know, so I love that. I never really thought about that before, you know, which, I, which actually hopefully, you know, the stories are interesting enough and funny enough and the thing, you know, we talk about a lot of common passions with a lot of the people that listen to the show. You know, we all have those common passions and, you know, we all kind of share those loves for those things that hopefully that comes through. And I love that. I never even thought about it that way. Yeah, it's an essential part of history in a way. You know, like I think about like I have very specific visions of historical events, you know, like. Lexington and Concord in April of 1775 when, you know, farmers in central Massachusetts are literally fighting regular British soldiers in the woods. And the soldiers are trying to escape to Boston and these farmers have armed themselves and are taking shots at them and basically chasing them. And this is the beginning of the American Revolution. I see that. I don't know if that's the way it actually happened, but I've seen it the same way since I learned about it. You know, that's so cool. So it's yeah, it's an interesting kind of anecdote for our audience because they're learning more and more about us. And I think that that even though we're focused so much and we should be, as you said, we're focused on the topic at hand because there are people that dip in and out depending on what the topic is. Of course, we see that in the in the traffic, but the traffic also right. indicates that a vast majority of the audience listens to every episode. And so it's beginning, you know, episode one is the beginning of a journey that will cap, you know, hopefully in many, many years, you know, like. There are people that are like, what are you going to do when you run out of topics? And I'm like, there's, it's just not going to happen. It can't happen. It's not going to happen. <laughs> no, you know, like, it, it's just, see I just list. don't understand what people think, like what <laughs> people are thinking when they say that, you know, it's impossible. If we, if we thought, if we combine things, you know, more and more, just talked about NES games on one episode and just talked about NES games, then I guess that that would really limit us. But that's not what we're doing. We're, we, I keep encouraging people when they pick topics to think smaller, keep thinking smaller, Yeah, you know, reduce yes. it as much as you can. Instead of thinking about Christopher Nolan movies, like Christopher Nolan won that election on Patreon for us, but I reduced it, you know, unilaterally to just the Batman trilogy because I'm like, there's a, we can do one on Interstellar alone, you know, Absolutely. we can, we can do one. Yeah. yeah. So we're never going to run out of Absolutely. topics. We're never going to run. Never, never. You guys should see the list. It's it's huge. It's, I just yeah. added two more today, actually. Yeah, it's absurd. And D- Dagan, by the way, it's it's funny how this reflects a difference in Dagan and I, too, is that Dagan is incredibly organized. I'm organized, too, but I organize mentally. Dagan organizes literally. So he had and, and actually his is much more effective because I have lapses all the time because I'm an idiot. So Dagan, no, see, Dagan, you're you're organized mentally because you're intelligent. You're more intelligent. I have to do it this way. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm trying to compliment you simply to say that, like, you have you do send emails and have copious notes and ideas. And I mean, even picking out the episodes, you know, or the show's name was, you know, a big thing for us, because if Dagan has one one uh, thing that, you know, that bothers me a little bit when we work together in design is that he gives me too many options. And they're too good. OCD. Yeah. You know, so I'm like, I don't. So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. These are all great. You know, I have to almost defer at some point to someone with a better eye than I have, which is, of course, you. But Dagan, we have a bunch of inquiries here from the audience. I I basically went on Patreon last week 
and told them, I'm like, listen, we're an episode short. I promised you we would never miss a week. We're not going to miss a week. It is important. I don't want to bake this in and time this, but next week's episode is going to be a little late uh, for the first time. It will be like a day late. But, you know, I, I wanted to let them know that we missed an episode rather than, you know, originally Dagan and I talked. I'm like, here are our options. I can have Ramon do an episode with me. You can do an episode by yourself. I can do an episode by myself. We could do this. We could skip an episode and I can put two fireside chats up or whatever. This is what we decided upon. And so I went on Patreon and asked for people to just reflect on the show. And tell us what they like and tell us what they don't like and all of that. So I've come by, you know, I think as we round this out, let's go through these and see what they have to say, shall we? Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to hear this. And remember, you guys can support us on Patreon, uh, patreon.com slash Collins Last Stand to get early, week early access to every episode of Knockback. It also supports our other shows, including Sacred Symbols. It allows you to submit your questions, comments, concerns, thoughts and ideas, get exclusive podcasts, etc. So we appreciate your support. Toddy wrote into us and said, can't wait until Knockback is old enough to have an episode on the early Knockback days. Congrats on your first year. <laughs> Too late, Toddy. It's awesome. Here we are. We're already reflecting we on are. our first year. Jeshua Anderson. <laughs> I wanted to put Jeshua at the top because Jeshua writes into us a lot and has been great. So I want, you know, not that others haven't also been great, but I certainly recognize this name amongst others. Me too. He says, uh, hey, guys, you know, Kyle, I've been following your work for a damn near a decade from week in to week out to day in and day out. I have loved all of your work from beyond to a conversation with Colin. P.S. I love you. Colin was right. And now to CLS, man, I've done a lot of stuff. I got to tell you, knockback is by far my favorite work of yours. It's just pure fun. And your enjoyment with doing it is it, it and your enjoyment in doing it is obvious. I know SS and that's such an unfortunate sacred symbols abbreviation SS. That's really an unfortunate abbreviation. I know SS is your <laughs> highest rated show, but I truly believe knockback is your crown jewel. But let's make no mistake here. This show would in no way be what it is without Dagan. You are a star, my friend, even though I don't know you. And my only regret is that it took this long for us Colin fans to get to know you. When I say I love this show, I truly mean it. And I hope it's still here in 2040. Beam directly into my skull. Keep up the great work. So there you go. Very nice. Very nice. And that means so much to me. It's awesome. And I know, Dave, I know we've talked ad nauseum about this, too. And I think you've also talked about it in your Q&A. And by the way, the Q&A was so well received. Two more parts of Dagan's Q&A will be going live exclusively on Patreon in the coming months. But (laughs) it's awesome that you are the you are the star of the show, you know, People want you on the show. I think that they would miss me way less than you. Oh, I don't know. I think you're crazy. I think you're crazy. I think you're crazy. I appreciate it so much. And I, you know, Kyle, it means so much coming from you. And Joshua, thank you so much. It, it means so much. And you know why? Because we all know, you know, again, like who Colin is, the big things he's done, the big people he's done them with. Right. The everything Collins come through from IGN, the kind of funny everything he's done to make a name for himself because he's so talented and the things he's done are really important, you know, and to be sort of alongside him doing this thing, you know, however big or small, however big it gets, however small it stays, whatever. It, it just means so much to me and it means so much that the listenership thinks so highly of it. And it's really important to me. It's it, this podcast is really important to me. I think for a lot of reasons, but I'll, you know, one thing is because I, you know, I really feel like I have to do right by Colin because this is a big this is a big undertaking for him to do something with somebody who was like you know an unproven commodity. So the fact that you guys value the show just just means the world. I can't say enough about that. So thank you. Well, I'm excited to see where this. Well, we'll talk about it because I think there are comments and questions about it later. But I'm excited to see where this this origin story of yours kind of goes as a podcaster because you're so natural at it. But Sean Mason wrote in. You're very welcome. Sean Mason wrote in and said, Knockback is one of the best podcasts on the internet. You guys do a great job of blending personal stories with stories and questions from the listeners. I look forward to listening each week. Keep up the great work. Thank you, Sean. And you know, 
Dagan, I think that's that's another thing that makes our show special is the way we insist on intertwining our audience and their memories and their thoughts into the show as well. And I listen to enough podcasts. Not I don't listen to any gaming or nerd podcasts, as people know. I just don't. But I listen to a lot of sports podcasts and politics podcasts and stuff. That kind of stuff doesn't happen on other shows. Like, it's just not a thing. No. You know, it's not. No. It's just not a thing. And nope. it really you know, isn't. Or if it's a thing, it might be a thing at the end where one person's question gets read or something. I think it's really essential that we do as best as we can to get everyone involved in the only unfortunate part of the show getting so big and popular, especially on Patreon, is back in the day, we used to get enough submissions where we would be able to actually use them all. And now the last way we recorded back in what December, when you and I convened last, we were that was the first time we were not able to include everybody because we have just gotten so much feedback. Right. But we still try to include as much of it as possible. And if anything, I try to structure the show around those questions and comments so that people feel included. So I'm glad that that shines through. Oh, you guys are so important. You guys are the third chair. I mean, that's that's so important to be Colin and I both that you guys are such an integral part of the conversation. You know, that's what makes the show tick. You guys are a big part of that. Just being such a positive community in general, but also interacting. And that's so important to us. You know, I love the fact that Knockback is built on that. Joey Beal wrote into a stig and said, I love everything about Knockback. I know a lot of the topics you talked about since I'm just a little older than Colin with a better with a better Dagan's age. Even topics I'm not familiar with are great with the conversations between you two. Much like nostalgia in general, listening to this podcast makes me feel good. Well, that's I'm glad to hear that, that the the, neg- the nostalgia doesn't <laughs> doesn't weigh on you like it weighs on me. Logan Sharp, <laughs> Logan Sharp wrote into us and said, Knockback has honestly become one of my favorite podcasts. It's been wild to go on these trips of nostalgia, even if there's some topics I don't relate on. The Ren and Stimpy episode in particular was mind blowing to me. I had no idea the show was as crass as it was. Still surprised my parents let me watch it. I picked up a collection of episodes and had a blast, albeit cringing a bit too, revisiting the show. Keep up the good work and thanks to you both for producing an amazing show. I think this is one of the coolest parts of the show too, Dagan, is not only recollecting memories with people who share the memories, but also introducing people to things. Every episode of the show, I think it stands to reason, has introduced someone to something that they love. I love that. I love that. That's that. I don't know what could be more rewarding than that, you know, to turn somebody on to something. I mean, I know that's what I love about podcasts. And we talked about it, too, Kyle, like, you know, just that the contagiousness, you know, the contagious element to being passionate about something and how somebody's passion could be so contagious. You know, I've gotten interested in things that I never knew I could be interested in just through listening to people that are good at podcasting and people that really have like a real a real ingrained passion for something and I think that's the other thing that's rewarding about the show when somebody says that you know I had no interest in you know for instance 80s skateboarding but you guys have me so riveted with the conversation that means the world to me you know the fact that you could be interested in something that we're talking about even if it was initially something foreign to you or kind of off your radar or you know like Colin's saying turning you know and like you know we're saying now like turning you on to something that you weren't really that you didn't really know too much about oh that's that's the best feeling I love it Yeah, it's awesome. And, you know, that's the experience of being a nerd, I think, too, you know, is in our general lives of of trying to be evangelical about the things we love and to talk about them and and influence other people to try them. I mean, you did that to me recently, not so recently, but, you know, in the last year with uh, Attack on Titan, for instance, I would have never given that show a chance. But once people that you trust are like, no, you got to you got to just give this one a shot. Um, you know, I think it's good. So I, I really am happy about that. And I really, as I've said in the past, I think 
I'm quite pleased that the more abstract episodes we've done have resonated with people in that way, too. There are some episodes even where I'm like the Calvin and Hobbes episode is a good example where I'm like, are we getting too far around the boundaries now? And the answer was no. The answer is no, not at all. So it proved to us that we can go further than just, you know, the best known and the most core nerdy video games and all that kind of stuff. I think the Calvin and Hobbes episode is essential, actually, for that, because it proved that we can talk about like comic strips, not even comic books, you know. And it could be an that entertaining cool and, and interesting episode. I agree. Jeremy Cochran wrote into a stake and said, best podcast going. And I mean that for someone that is so nostalgic like myself. This is a godsend. I love both of you guys and your dynamic is second to none. I hope you change nothing as I believe the show is perfect. Thank you for year one. And here's to many more great years and an amazing 2019 knockback for life. Thank you, Jeremy, so much for that. Appreciate you. Thank you. Andrew Connolly wrote into us and said, knockback is like when your older brother let you hang out in his room when he had friends over. And that is nostalgic. <laughs> In and of itself. What an awesome comment that is. It is nostalgic. I've talked about that. That's a great comment. That's going to come up heavily. You know, I don't want to spoil too much, but we are doing a couple of topics coming up that I think are going to be incredibly, deeply, personally nostalgic for Dagan and I. And I don't, you know, the people that are subscribers already know, but I don't want to spoil it for the general feed out there. But I think we're going to get into that because those are nostalgic moments for me. Hanging out with Dagan and his friends, that those were seminal moments of acceptance in my life that almost feeds you with a form of self-confidence that you carry with you to other ways. Like being around adults or older kids or cool people, like you just think people are cool and you want to be around them and experience what they're experiencing. And they've seen, they've seen so much or whatever the case might be. And I think that that's going to come up. So I love that comment. Thank you for that. That's awesome. That's a great comment. Tyson Williams wrote into us and said, I love where knockback is and have enjoyed every episode far. Only requests are that we get a couple more Colin and Dagan let's play centered around a theme of an episode, e.g. Super mm-hmm. Metroid let's play released the same week as the Metroid knockback episode and knockback merch with Dagan's signature art style. We got to get down on the merch, Dag. I think that I had a meeting a couple weeks ago with someone about the merch. I've been really kind of lazy about it. The, the reason I'm lazy about it is because and this is just my perspective is that the merch that we came out with or that I came out with in 2017 was so high quality. It was made in America. It was printed in America, all that kind of stuff like where that and that's important. It's important to me as a a businessman to put my money where my mouth is. All I talk about is buying American and now I have the opportunity to do so and I'm going to, you know, so so cool. That's so cool. So for me, it's it's just like finding someone you trust, finding the high quality that you want and all of that. But it's we're going to proceed down the road. I think I found a partner that we can work with. We'll definitely get Dagan's art on there. I think the first priority for us is simply getting the logos out there. I think that having stickers with the logos on them and all of that are, you know, our first priority. And then once we get through that, we'll, we'll work on everything else. And by the way, I just want to say again, and I've complimented Dagan so much about this, but I just think the logo treatments are so good. You know, like I think that, and, and I have to give myself a little bit of credit because it was my idea for knockback, for instance, to have the arrow pointing backwards yes, or to have like, you know, the sword and, and side quest or whatever, but it's just the, the way it all tethers together, I think Dagan deserves a lot of credit. So it would be cool to see a sticker pack, for instance, with all of the logos and you could stick them on whatever, you know, maybe your yeah, car. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Jason Bola wrote into us and said, Knockback is easily one of the best podcasts I've listened to. The chemistry has made me feel closer than ever to both of you and in turn makes me want to nurture my own brotherly bonds. It's like listening to a couple of my friends discuss things they love and it truly makes every Thursday special. Dagan has really developed in, the po- in his podcasting game and I can't wait to see what the year or two, a year two, I'm sorry, holds. Best wishes to both of you. Thank you so much, Jason. I think that's another positive about our show, Dagan, is that we hear, you know, anecdotal comments from our audience that 
our brotherly connection in our memories are reigniting the memories that people share with their own siblings. Or we hear even better people reigniting a relationship with a sibling that they've lost touch with or had a fight with or whatever the case might be. Our show has done that for people. And I think that that's yeah, that's pretty extraordinary. That's amazing. It's amazing. What I mean, what I mean, that that could be, you know, that kind of positive to come out of, a, you know, doing a podcast is almost unthinkable. The fact that that could happen is, you know, that means that means I mean, everything it means everything. Yeah, it's awesome. It's because that's when it that's when it gets real. And it's fun to talk about nerdy things, but it's it's so important to nurture those human connections in your life because that's ultimately all we have at the end of the day. And so we might as well share them. And so if we can in, encourage you, we all make mistakes in personal relationships. We all let things go. We all I've had serious, long lasting fights with very important people in my life. And I have, you know, and so we can all have a gentle reminder sometimes that maybe you should think twice about that. And if our show can be a positive conduit by which someone figures that out, then that's great. Dagan, Marcus Brown wrote into us and said, Knockback was easily one of the best things to happen to me in 2018. It was a hard year for me, but your guy's vision really brought a light to the darkness that was and still is my life as of now. Jesus, Marcus. Not life-threatening, but you know just a dark void of being an adult and what it brings. I do know what you're talking about. Absolutely. This as well as... Yeah, I mean... (laughs) This as well as Fireside... I mean, that is the major thing. Being an adult is terrible. This this as well as Fireside Chat, SideQuest, and Sacred Symbols have all had an impact to me in a special way. But it was knockback that really hit home for me. Two brothers shooting the shit about their similar passions from different eras is amazing and unique. It's been awesome discovering, learning about, and appreciating your brother, Dagan, as he's been a joy to listen to and has really become his own as a podcaster. Also picking his brain on what it was like growing up with what I see as a mentor in you, Colin. I honestly don't have any criticism on the show besides maybe stop being so good. I can't wait for year two and what's to come. My favorite episode still to this day is when you guys discuss films you shouldn't have watched as a kid. Sorry for the long message. Love and appreciate you both. Thank you, Marcus, for those kind words. And I will say that you can probably find better mentors than me, but I'm happy to be there for you as well. <laughs> and we'll and, and if you want, we can make, you know, you said stop being stop being so good. We will make season two worse than season one. Let's make it bad. Just to. Just to make, you know, just so in the future, you know, the OG listeners will be like, man, I, we were there when it was the best, man. You know, it's like it's like 311 fans now. Zachary Parkinson. or I'm sorry, it's Parkerson. I'm sorry. Zachary Parkerson wrote into us and said, dear mischievous Moriarty men. Nice alliteration. Oh, knockback nice. has transformed into one of the great podcasts of our time. Wow. That's that's pretty great. It's truly a delightful, positive, uplifting podcast to listen to every week. But of course, there must come some criticism. You both need to be on every episode. I know CLS is Colin's thing, but your rapport is unmatched. Dagan on the episode with your mother would have elevated to the the episode higher. Certainly no offense to Ramon either, but you two make the show. Zach, uh, Zach, thank you for your feedback. So, Dig, I'm actually curious. Did you get to listen to the show I did with mom? That was the first episode that wasn't me and you. Oh, yeah, I listened. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Yeah, I thought it was great. I mean, I'm a little biased. But yeah, I thought I I listened to everything. You know what? I haven't heard all the shows with Ramon actually, but everything else I've listened to. Yeah. Yeah. So I can send you those on Dropbox or whatever. The unfortunate thing is, is that Patreon still won't give me or anyone administrator accounts on Patreon. So Dagan simply cannot log into the system to see anything. That's such a pain. It's yeah, just that's, ridiculous. That's backwards. It's just ridiculous, especially because companies run on Patreon. So it's like it would be nice for me to have a login and and. While Dagan can log in using my credentials, I have two-step authorization and all that. It would just be a huge pain in the ass. So, so anyway, Dagan can't see any of those things, so I, or hear them. So I'll send those to you, Dagan. But yeah, Dagan okay. and I will always be on episodes, or typically always be on episodes together. But I can't promise that that's always going to be the case. You know, I think that it's in in some way, and I know again we we've talked about this. I I, I want Dagan to be on every episode more than I want me to be on every episode because I think that. <laughs> 
I want a Dagan episode with his best friend. I want a Dagan episode with his childhood friends. I want, you know, all of that I think is important too. I would have loved to have Dagan involved with the episode with my mom, but alas, I was in Virginia by myself after seeing Dagan and I knew I wanted to do something with my mom and I cleared it with Dagan because it is his show. Yeah, I own Colin's Last Stand. It's a 100% Colin Moriarty owned enterprise. I own the trademark for Knockback, but that doesn't matter to me. I own the trademark for Sacred Symbols too and I consider that Chris's show and my show. And this is very much right. my show and Dagan's show. So... I don't look at it any through any other lens. Like, let's put it this way. If Dagan, for some reason, didn't want to do the show or couldn't do the show anymore or I couldn't do the show, whatever, it would be over. I'm not going to, like, replace Dagan. You know, um, it would be done. <laughs> we would end the show. <laughs> but I'm so replaceable. I don't You're know. really not. That's the problem is that <laughs> a, a podcast wouldn't have, you know, the podcast would have been a crashing plane coming from 30,000 feet the second that you stopped doing it. Like the second I brought someone else in and I'm like, now Dagan's replaced. Everyone would be like, well, we're done. <laughs> You know, I don't know. I appreciate that, though. Well, I think it's why, like, you know, for instance, I think that's why Greg ended P.S. I Love You, because he's capable of doing the show. But it it, it was our show. Right. And so, yes, I understand. That. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, I, yeah. this is our show. Yes, and so I want I, I want everyone to know, you know, it's it's just as much mine as or Dagan's as it is mine. But I appreciate. Oh, thank you. All of that. Thank you very much, Zachary. David Lang says, hey, Dag and Colin. Oh, he's getting real comfortable. It's calling me Dag. I'm sure that's I'm not. All right. Hey, that's what people call me. It's great. I'm sure I'm not just speaking for myself when I say that the way you two have shared the stories of your relationship really resonates with the audience, especially those of us who had never had an older or, or younger brother to partake in our nerdy passions with. I don't really have a question. I just wanted to express how much your rapport warms my heart every week and that I hope Knockback continues to grow in popularity and be a project you both wholeheartedly enjoy doing together. Keep on spreading that positive nostalgia. The world needs it. Thank you for your uh, feedback, David. I think that one of the things, Dagan, that I wanted to put forward when we did knockback and something that you're so great at and something that I have yeah. to check myself at is remaining positive. You know, mm. like it, nerd culture is so, you know, nerd culture is so negative yes. oh, and it be so toxic and it's, it's fine. It's fine to criticize things and it's fine to call things what they are. And sacred symbols is certainly one of the shows that people would call out and say is, uh, I don't want to say it as a negative tenor. It actually has a really silly tenor. But it's a real show. I don't care about my relationships with industry people. I don't care if they worked on a game and I know them. I'm going to tell you what I feel. Uh, and yeah. we tell you how we feel about these things, too. But it's important for us to be celebratory. That's what I want the show to be. That's why I was so hesitant. The most hesitant I've ever been on doing a show is the Nintendo versus Sega one. Because I knew that was a voted one by the audience. So we had to do it. But I'm like, I know this is going to be more negative than most episodes. And it was. You know? Right. So you have to be honest, too. Right. You have to. There is a certain amount of honesty that has to come forth as well. You know, Absolutely. Absolutely. Houston Merriman wrote into us, Dag, and said, love the podcast. Having an older sister born in 84 and myself in 89, the nostalgia hits every episode. You guys have been doing great on picking topics, so no change there. Some things I would love to see, though, is Dagan one-on-one with the family. Would love to hear from the sisters and, of course, PJ. Maybe even a Let's Play with his kids where he introduces them to games he gr played growing up. But most importantly, can't wait to see you guys take the trip to Japan and Dagan's reaction. There's a lot there for us to unpack, but starting with the last one, we, we have to get to Japan at some point. Um, we do. You know, Erin is actually going to Japan in April with her. For, they're having a girls trip. Girls trip. And oh, uh, that's right. Yeah. And so I actually, you know, that was actually my Christmas present to her was flying her way out there. And uh, so I'm excited for her to go. And so Dagan and I will be able to probably go by ourselves maybe later in the year sometime in 2020. But we'll definitely get over there. Now, he brings up Dagan. Houston brings up, you know, we talked about PJ. We'll obviously get him on the show. Yeah. With our sisters, and I think we said this already, but I just want to reiterate, we're going to do what I hope are three full podcasts with Dana and Allie, all four of us. And 
I want to call it growing up Moriarty. I want one to be about the 70s, want to be about the 80s, and want to be about the 90s. And right. I think that those will be phenomenal and and really fun to do. And and my goal, I have to work it out with the girls, obviously. My goal is to have that done this summer, you know, for us to be able to go somewhere and to do it. And I think that'll be awesome. You know? Oh, it's gonna be a it's gonna be a blast. You you guys ready to see who the bosses are of the foursome? <laughs> oh yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be awesome. I, I'm I would be so excited to introduce you guys to Dana and Allie officially. And as far as let's plays, you know, it would be fun to do let's plays with Graydon. Yes, but I don't know how Helene would feel about that. Like Dana is totally against Declan doing anything on YouTube. You know, okay. I, so I don't know. So you'll have to clear that with your wife, obviously. But. Yeah, yeah, but that's what I think. I think you know my initial reaction to that is if it's just his voice with the gameplay footage, I don't think that's that's a bad thing. But yeah, of course we could talk about that. Now, that would be fun. That would be a lot of fun. Nathan Cermak wrote in and said, I was born in 82 and I cannot get enough of this podcast. I started with episode 11 TMT and was hooked. I've always been a fan of your work, Colin, but I'm so glad that you and Dagan or is it Danny have paired up for this. Very nice. Appreciate that reference. You, you remember the, <laughs> you remember the reference, reference, right? Dave, of course, with you with the girl. Of the course. Would love yeah, to hear oh, an ep- absolutely. Would love to hear an episode on Lego. One of my favorite things to collect and share with my older son. He's five right now. A small thing that I would have thought about. Is there any way to rework the episode titles? By the time you get past knockback episode XX, a lot of the actual title text gets cut off in podcast apps. It is difficult to find the next topic you want to listen to if you aren't all of the way caught up. This is totally valuable feedback, Nathan. As you guys may have noticed, I stealthily went in and removed Colin's last stand from every title of all of my podcasts um, yeah, and from the name of them. Recently. And yeah. yeah, the reason I did that was to tighten it up. You know, I moved, I migrated sacred symbols, sacred symbols is being sold by an ad agency and I migrated to a new system and they were the ones that were like, you got to get rid of all this stuff. And so I did like on sacred symbols feed, it literally just says number, the number and then the title of the episode. I could start doing that with knockback and fireside chats. And if I migrate to this new system, which I might with the new, ep- with these podcasts, I would have to do that. But I also am just, not sure that removing the title is smart from an SEO standpoint and stuff. So I don't really know anything like that, but we'll, we'll keep that all in mind moving forward. There's a lot of little tweaks that we have to watch, you know, have to make. No, absolutely. Absolutely. No, that's a, that is a great point. Was that David call? This was Nathan, Nathan Cermak. That was Nathan, Nathan. And um, he brought up the point about the Lego topic, right? Yes. He brought up the Lego topic. I just brought up my list for you guys. We have, I have the Lego topic in between, Wonder Years and X Men. <laughs> nice <laughs> the list. Excellent. So, yep, it's on there. It's on there. So we'll see. Yeah, Wonder Years we have to get to. That's a show that's on my short list of things I need to rewatch again because I've already rewatched it. Like five me times. too. Oh, me too for sure. Justin Metkowski, who I know you know, wrote in and said, Hello, "Justin, I have to say, knockback is my favorite part about CLS, and that is saying something." The podcast chemistry that the two of you share is palpable, and I love the balance of entertainment IP-themed episodes like Super Mario 1 through 3 and TMT installments with quirkier topics like childhood memories. The Chex Meatloaf portion of that one made me laugh harder than any podcast has ever. Me too, man. I, I re- <laughs> When I was editing that podcast, I was I was actually dying like laughing when I was editing that That was show. so fun. I could not stop laughing when that happened. <laughs> I couldn't stop. <laughs> Uh, he says a suggestion I might make is a knockback gaming historian series. Let's plays of retro games. Given the amount of knowledge you two have, it would be awesome to see Colin's passion for history intertwined with the incredible energy the podcast already has. Even smaller one-off vids could be interesting too. Maybe something like Dagan's mandatory anime watch list kind of thing. Given this would be a big undertaking added to an already Herculean workload, but it is only the only thing I can think of to add to this incredible show. Thank you for all the content, entertainment, and nostalgic emotions, my dudes. You're very welcome. Remember Justin and everyone else listening that we do have a few Let's Plays on Colin's Last Stand's side quest YouTube channel. Dagan and I did Jackal. We did TMNT, the arcade game. 
And what else did we do? Yeah. We did one more, didn't we? Did we do one more? Did we did we recorded a couple, but I don't know if they ever went up. We wanted to redo them, I think. Yeah, I have a few. So like we just been the two. Yeah, we did one for Final Fantasy Four, which I think is usable, but I haven't published. Oh, and that's we, right. I forgot about that one. Yeah, and yeah, we, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and we did one for Mario Two that Dagan wasn't happy with, and we we actually tried to do one for Life Force like over and over again, and Dagan just couldn't get. Into oh the my vibe god, I was so that I was so bad. And so, and you did another one. Oh, Simon's Quest, you did. I right. Think. Yeah, we did. That's right. We did uh, Simon's uh, Simon's testicle. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, so we'll we'll we want to do more. It's a time thing. Like when Dagan and I get together, I think we're we're not I don't want to say we're inefficient with our time, but we're not as efficient as we could be with our time. But that's just the nature of being around the family and relaxing. I don't want to like work. I don't want to be in Philadelphia for five days working 12 to 14 hours a day the entire time I'm there. You know, the, yeah, the, the priority tough. is getting the podcast done and everything else is kind of, you know, icing on the cake, as it were. So. Absolutely. We want to do more with Dagan and I want to do more with Dagan and maybe that will, you know, with more support on Patreon and maybe hopefully with sponsorships for the show and all that, we can make more money. I mean, my dream is really to make Dagan a full time part of this, but, you know, I can't afford him yet. Right. Dennis we, Fox. We, we, who knows? We might get there. We yeah, might get there. that'd be great. I want to pay Dagan fairly. That's an important thing for me is paying everyone fairly, you know, so it's not like. You know, there's always these jokes going on online, and I think rightfully so, of like, you know, we don't pay you, but we'll, we'll pay you an exposure. It's like, shut up. Like, it, it, I, people <laughs> people want hard-earned cash, and I want to pay cash, and I do pay cash. And so us doing more requires more money, more means. You know, that's just the way it is. We have three more, Dagan. Dennis Fox wrote in and said, I can't think of anything I would change. Honestly, knockback is perfect. If I could say one thing I would want you, I would want more of is episodes where you guys talk about video games. The Metal Gear Solid episode is so good. Please keep up the great work. Well, we have plenty of those, as you already know, Dennis, and more are coming. We're doing actually, I think the first episode we're doing right out the gate when we do this next wave is a video game one. And there's an especially important episode that we're going to do. And uh, uh, would you kindly wait for us to do that episode? And we will uh, we will get to it. Hopefully that's Absolutely. a hint for you for what it actually hint, is. Hint. Joshua Staggs wrote in Dagan said, we love listening to it every morning on the way to work. Some of my favorite parts are the little segments like the lightning round, truth or dare, but truth. Dad jokes, my personal fave. I'd like to see some knockback shirts with some original Dagan artwork. I'd wear the shit out of that. Well, we talked about that and that will be coming hopefully at some time this year. Joshua Dagan, are you working on new segments for the show or do you think that we should start circulating in some of the w- more beloved segments now? Because we have. No, a few no, of these. I'm working on new ones. Oh, OK. Yeah, yeah. I like I personally like truth or dare, but truth my that was probably my favorite. But I like them all, you know, so I like that you bring something fresh and new. And like I said in the past, I think that it also stamps timestamps when these episodes are recorded, you know, like what wave they came from, which is cool. That's a good point, too, Kyle. Now, what do you think? Do you think we should start recycling old ones in or should we keep trying to pioneer new ones and tying new ones in there, trying experimenting with new stuff? Well, I think. I think it's really up to you. I, I really kind of defer to your expertise since you, you know, created this whole thing. And so I, I want you to do what makes you happy. I'm happy to have throwbacks, but I'm also happy to always try new things, you know, hit or miss. And okay. we'll see what, That's what happens. So, yeah. So, you know, I, I defer to you entirely. Dagan, okay. the final comment we have is from Nicholas Mast. He says, all of your podcasts are great. Thank you. Have you ever thought about having your sisters on the on the do of knockback about siblings? The impact of being the youngest, oldest, middle boy, girl, etc. So, Nicholas, I just wanted to acknowledge your question as we went. I meant to save our comments about Dana and Allie until I got to that question, but I wanted to let you know I saw what you said. We had already talked about it. So the answer is yes. And that will come in the in the coming months for sure. Now, do you think Allie and Dana will demand payment to be on the episode or the episodes of the show? 
<laughs> That's a good question. Very good question. First of all, they're in demand a little bit, according to the to our listener comments. They are. They can. They can. They can squeeze us, which is pretty interesting. They so could we'll leverage see. that. They could leverage that. Yeah, that so we'll aspect make, of things. We'll begin our negotiations in earnest uh, with them in the <laughs> in the coming weeks and see what we can do. Uh, but those things are coming. But yeah, Dig, I just wanted to have a little bit of a remembrance of our first year. I think that, you know, I'm proud of the show and I think the show is awesome. I, I'm really, really happy with it. I'm so happy that people are happy with it. I think that it's CLS's really best kept secret still. And I really think, you know, when I was meeting with someone the other week about the show and about possibly selling ads and, and all that, what I was saying to the person was, this is a show that I feel deserves a bigger audience and I want to work with a partner that's going to help us find that audience because without fail, when someone starts listening, or I don't want to say without fail, but almost without fail, when someone starts listening to the show, they become a fan. It's just a matter of finding the right people that are able to, you know, we want to find the right people to get the show into the right ears, to proliferate the show even more. Right. And I think that that's like something that's going to be really important to us moving forward and, you know, we want a partner that's going to help us do that because I think that this show should be our biggest product. Like, I, I believe that, you know? And so hopefully... Oh, that means so much to me, Kyle. Thank you for that. You're, you're welcome. So hopefully, as we move into season two, we will be able to find a bigger and bigger audience. And the audience has grown. January 2019 was the biggest traffic month for Colin's Last Stand knockback so far. So congratulations so on that. Cool. Dig. Thank you. And thank you. And, th- and thank you, everybody, for listening, for to, for making that happen. That's awesome. It's all Yeah, it's, ama- it's amazing. And, and just all growth from here, hopefully. So dig... Um, any closing comments before we wrap things up? And and again, remember, this is episode 53, our year anniversary. Episode 54, we'll, we'll, we'll get right back into the normalcy of the show. But is there anything you want to leave our audience with as we go away? You know what? It's a, it's a, you know, I was, I was uh, researching anniversaries. I didn't realize a one-year anniversary, the traditional gift to give is paper. Did you know that? It's I, the paper anniversary. I recall that uh, just seeing those weird old school charts, but I didn't know what paper was. Yeah, because isn't it like candles and all sorts of weird Weird stuff as you go further and further into the anniversary list. Yeah, each milestone has something different, you know, so it goes from one to five to ten, but paper. So I just want you to know I'm going to make you a nice paper airplane. I couldn't think of anything else. What else is paper? Well, that's I per- get you a book, a nice book, well, I guess. I have enough books. No, I appreciate that. I don't have any <laughs> I don't have any paper airplanes. So that will there be uh, that'll be great. I appreciate you thinking of me in that regard. I make a mean paper airplane, my friend. Do you? I can't. I don't think I've ever made a paper airplane that ever flew in my life. No, oh, I got it. Oh, we're going to we're going to learn. I'm going to learn you. We're going to learn you when you come out here next week, my friend. Th- that's you know, too Kyle, much engineering. I had one question for you. Sure, sure. <laughs> I had one question for you that I wanted to ask you. Now, you had referred to this a little bit earlier when we talk about sort of, you know, you and I with Knockback, we sort of do pride ourselves on our eclectic mix of topics, you know, ranging anywhere from, you know, old, you know, not only old and new. But also, you know, anything from, a, you know, a PlayStation game to Calvin and Hobbes to, you know, to Batman to, any, you know, any, we could talk about anything, 80s comedy movies, you know, Star Wars, it jumps around. We have an eclectic mix of, you know, what we consider under the umbrella of nerdy. But, you know, they, they're a mix. Do you ever get tempted to, you know, sort of ask the audience what they would like more to, you know, what they would like to see the most? Or do you really feel more that you want to just kind of continue on that tradition of making it eclectic and speaking to the things that we want to talk about? You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, well, I think there's two answers to this. I think the first answer is that we kind of get a taste of what the audience wants as they vote, right? Like on Patreon, like we, true. we have, true. like patrons have voted for an eclectic series of things, you know? Um, 
Like they don't, they don't only vote for video game topics. They gave us the Batman topic, for instance. They gave us the first dates topic that we're going to do. They gave, you know, so like I think that we can kind of glean from that in that microcosm uh, an audience that wants it as, as eclectic as we're making it. That said, we can always and will always solicit more feedback from the audience. But I think the show has to be what we want it to be because we have to do it. And I think that. Yes. Without us being all in and sold on it, I think that that would be a problem for the the authenticity of the product and the quality of the product. So, yeah, I think that the exact eclectic nature of the show is exactly the way it's going to stay. And with the topics that I chose for the next wave that we're recording, I intentionally went for some amorphous topics alongside topics that I damn well know people are going to love. And the reason I wanted to go with the amorphous topics is because I was genuinely surprised, as we've discussed in the past, that people took so much to the episodes about the video store and shit like that. I'm like, okay, that was actually like really fun and so random. We can do lots of those. And so we're going to see. Yeah, more that of was that. wonderful. Yeah, we're going to see more of that coming up, I think, you know, or like the malls one is really popular, too. You know, so. Oh, my God, that was so fun, too. Yeah. you And you know, thank God we have an, an audience with eclectic tastes. So right. it just works. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I, I think there's no doubt that the gaming ones tend to do the most traffic, but I also think that it's relative. We're talking about an increase in traffic of 10% maybe. And again, reflected in the poll in the polling, I, I don't know the all of the winners. I'd have to go through the episode and look, but we have not really, you know, seen an indication from poll like from polling that people want just one thing. I think that the nature of the show is exactly what they want because there are podcasts that just do old video games and just do old movies and stuff. I don't want that. I want us to do everything. I think it's most attractive, right? And and by the way, appeals most to the nerdy Renaissance men and women out there that I think listen to the show, so. Yes, absolutely. That's perfectly said. Very well said, Kyle. Will you allow me to go out on a dad joke? Please, please do. I have, a, I have three dad jokes that I found today actually made me laugh out loud by myself in my studio. Oh, that's good. pretty... You know, but th- which means they're going to be bad. That's that just award you. They're going to be they're going to be. Terrible. They're so good. They're bad. And I you understand. know what? Thank you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Or they're so bad. They're, they're good. They're yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think that was actually the topic, like 50 dad jokes so bad that they'll make you laugh out loud or something. <laughs> and they, were, they weren't lying. They weren't lying. So I'll just say a quick thank you to everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the show, guys. And thank you so much for being, you know, the best damn community on the Internet. That speaks to all of the CLS community, not just knockback. And. Thank you for being a part of it. Thank you for being a part of the show as well. It means means the world to me. All right, dad joke. You guys ready? Let's do it. All right. I think I have three, but I think I'm going to go with this one. This one made me laugh the hardest. So I never wanted to believe that my dad was stealing from his job as a road worker. But when I got home, all the signs were there. I know. You guys are cringing. You guys put up with me. That's a good one. You guys humor me. That means the most. That really does. I like that one. (laughs) (laughs) Colin thumbs up. Colin approval for that dad joke. You know what I have to do now? Um you know what you call you could actually make me make me really jealous right now. I have to go out and shovel the snow, which probably has, I think it snowed and then iced. So the three inches of snow has like two inches of ice on top of it. It's going to oh, be a lot good. of fun. Oh, that's going to be great. Can't use the snow blower. Got to use the shovel for this, this snow, like that type of thing. So what's the weather like in LA right now? Make me, make me jealous. Well, let me look here. Uh, it's actually been rain or un, unusually rainy, but, um, Oh, let me, let me, look. I'm just going to look at the weather app. Let's see what it says. It says, okay, it's 67 degrees and it's sunny. Oh, that's not fair. I'm How is that fair? I'm sorry to say. Sorry to inform you about It'll that. It'll be 70 degrees next week when you come out here. Yeah, I'll try to bring the weather I want with you me. to experience this. I no, want I, you I here mean, right now. With the- 
to be perfectly honest with you, so do I, because I missed that weather. I mean, we, I, I think what wasn't it like I came out last April or something and, you know, was I'm like, it's April. I, I lived out east. It's the weather should be turning by this point. I'll just bring a sweatshirt freezing my dick off the entire time I was there. <laughs> oh, by the way, Dagan, I wanted to say one thing before you give the other jokes. This is important. This yeah, is important. Yeah. We've never told the story, I don't think. When I go to Philly to, with Dagan, Dagan lives in the Philly suburbs in a kind of suburban rural area. And we go to this diner, this 24 hour diner. And we usually go between the hours of like one or two in the morning and like three in the morning or, you know, midnight to three, whatever the case is. So we're, we're there overnight with, you know, it's pretty quiet in there. Maybe a few people coming out of a movie or a show, maybe some drunk people. <laughs> but we, we go and have cheeseburgers and whatever and, and hang out and talk and laugh. And we have this waitress that's there. And we've had this waitress no fewer than 10 times since we started knockback. And we've Agreed. had her oh, we've had her over four, I think four different occasions, right? Four different visits. Yeah. Where we've gone at like least, two, yeah. Yeah, we've gone like two or three times. And she never remembers us. <laughs> never remembers us. There's like never. Even from like 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 two days prior to this one. So what I wanted to say, Dig, is we should make a bet. Okay. And I'll take whatever you don't want, whatever side of the bet you don't want, just to make it interesting. Will she okay. know who we are? Will she recognize us or indicate that she recognizes us when we go to that <laughs> diner next week? There's no way she's going to. She has the worst track record. She has to. She can't. I, I would have to say if I'm going to pick the th the winning side on this, she's not going to recognize us. OK, so I will take the side of the bet that she will recognize us. And, OK, because she's right, becoming a, she's becoming a character in, in, in our lore as well. Just in my mind, this like this, you know, middle aged waitress who is very friendly and, and very efficient, but you would think you would just remember that I was in here two days ago, you know, I like know. ordered the same it's, thing, you know, it's like, strange. It's strange. That's really weird. You know, she's, you know, what's going to happen. She's not going to be working there anymore. Now we're not going to be, I, we, we need to have closure. So I hope, I really hope she's there. Nah, she'll be there. She's been there this long. We do need closure. That's true. That's true. I, I, I demand closure. So, Dave, let's have closure with two more dad jokes and then we'll wrap it up for the audience. Oh, do you this want week. me to read them all? I thought you had okay, two more. Want you want you want to end it there? You want to save them? I do. I could say I'll read one more. I'll read okay, one more. One I'll more. save the rest for because okay. I have a million. OK, okay. this guy. This one's really funny, but it's a weird one. OK, two guys are in a boat with three cigarettes. They had no fire, so they threw one of the cigarettes overboard and the entire boat became a cigarette lighter. <laughs> <laughs> that joke Who, is so weird. Yeah, I, that joke takes a while, you know? Like that joke it takes you have a to, little too long that You one. have to yeah, you have to get there. But that's you like do. someone wrote that. That's what I'm always fascinated about. Someone wrote that joke. You know, like, yeah. You know what's funny about that one, Kyle? I usually change the wording a little bit. I'm like, ah, I can improve the wording a little bit on this or whatever, and I kind of, I kind of nuance them a little bit. But that one, I didn't change. I tried to, and then I was like, no, you know what? It's, it's actually you can't change the wording on that one. It's weird. That's a, that's a really weird one. It takes it, it takes you on a little <laughs> bit of a walk, as it were. You know, it definitely does. It's a work of art, as it, far it, as dad jokes go. It, 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 it is. Well, Dave, I appreciate you taking the time to do this unusual, uh, three thousand mile apart episode of the show. I think it went fine, but I think it also reaffirms my mind why I don't want to do the shows this way typically, because I just think, you know, I'd rather be in the same room as you. But it's good to know that we can do this if, sure. you know, if we if, need to, if, if Alexandria to. or Casio Cortez gets her way and there are no there's no air travel in 10 years in the United States. We'll have to do it. <laughs> we'll have to do it this way instead. So uh, so at least it's we know pleasure. 
at least we know it works. And uh, I will see you a week from tomorrow when we are recording this. And I look forward uh, to that very much. And uh, give the family my love and all of that. And Kiki, of course. Kiki. I will. I definitely will. Give uh, Aaron and Loli, Loli Pup our love as well. And thank you for It's a pleasure, of course, as always. And thank you for having me. You're very welcome. And uh, is, Kiki, does Kiki, is Kiki allowed around the house now? Or is she still? Yeah, she yeah. is. She is. But you know what's funny? She... I would, and it's, I jinxed myself because I was, I woke up yesterday morning thinking Kiki's like a little over a year old and I woke up yesterday morning thinking, wow, she hasn't had an accident in like four or five months. And literally, Ka, I swear to God, within 10 minutes of me thinking that thought, she peed all over the kitchen floor. <laughs> it was like, what? How does that work? Like, how does the universe work? Yeah, it's, stra- it's <laughs> why strange. Why don't I know? Why did I have that thought? Like, if I didn't have that thought, it wouldn't have happened. Yeah, you, you know? tempted. You tempted. But she is. Yeah. She's all right. She's allowed to go. She's allowed, she's really good. She's actually she stopped chewing on things, which is good because I'm a little OCD for her to be chewing on furniture and stuff like that. I can't have that. But she's good. No, she's a she's a good she's a good girl. She's a good girl, except for the accident yesterday. She's she's doing all right. Good. I'm excited to see her and I'm excited to see everybody. And yeah, Loli's doing well. Got some teeth removed, but she's hanging in there. So uh, yeah, she recuperated fully yeah, she, and everything. She's yeah, man. She was so funny the day we picked her up when she was all hopped up. It was like it was awesome. <laughs> It was great. It was a dream come true for me. But uh, day, I, so yeah, I'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Thank you all out there for listening to us and supporting us in this first year as we move into year two. Uh, your support on Patreon is much appreciated. But if you listen to us on free feeds, that's okay too. Please consider leaving us nice reviews and sharing our podcast with your friends and family to help us find more of an audience for Knockback as we move into our illustrious second year. Uh, I will see you next time. And Dagan will see you next time too for more Knockback. Until then, be well. Collins Last Stand Knockback is fan-supported over at patreon.com slash Stand. The following names are at the producer level or higher on Patreon, and I want to thank you from the very bottom of my heart for your incredible kindness and generosity. CJ Anderson, Morgan Ashley, Sean Battershaw, Martin Beck, Fred Bentz, Michael Betts, Eric Bishop, Mark Boggio, Eli Bosford, Barrett Boswell, Spencer Brand, Miguel Brewer, Lennon Brixey, Matthew Brousseau, Josh Bushing, Austin Bullock, Dylan Burns, Chris Buston, Alex Cabrera, Brian Cacciatolo, Will Caldwell, Luis Cancato, Patrick Carper, William O'Carroll, Brian Chan, Travis Chandler, Sean Chandler, David Chestnut, Simon Conception Jr., Brad Cooley, Matthew Cooper, Gio Corsi, Nick Cottrell, Cutter Crow, Nick Cummings, Daniel Diamore, Daniel Delanicos, Mitchell Durkash, Knight Draft, Martha Emery, Joe Finelli, Eric Finkenbeiner, Fodios Frangos, Michael Gallier, Blake Garcia, Connor Gashian, Alex Gates, Michael Gates, Salem Ghanem El Ghanem, Toothless Gibbon, Daniel Glassford, Tyler Goodwin, Josh Gravelick, Miranda Grubba, Andres Guzman, Tyler Harris, Kyle Hagel, Wyatt Henry, Asa Haas, Azan Isa El Ricey, Josh Yeager, Justin Yeager, Greg Julefs, Anton Kay, Jeremy Key, James Kinslow III, Ryan R. Kittredge, Jackson Lastiqua, Donald Laws, Joe Lawson, Don Q. Lee, Ashlyn Lee, Patrick Leslie, Dustin Lewis, Keith Adrian Lewis, Chad Lewis, Mark Liberto, Lou and Ray Loper, Elijah Lopez, Colin Love, Josh M, Ryan T. Mandel, Peter Mark, Michael Martinez, Nicholas Mast, Zachariah McAdoo, Joe McPartland, Wyatt McVeigh, Dennis Meinchin, Andrew Mendoza, Christopher Midling, Albert Miranda, Patrick Malloy, Betty Ann Moriarty, Abe Mukhtar, Brian Nietzsche, Josh Netzel, Adam Nix, Donnie Nolan, George Anthony Nunez, Brian Ott, Jorge Palomino, Todd Paxton, Brendan Peavy, Marius S. Peterson, Enrique Perez, James Perone, Eric A. Peterson, Jason Pettit, Jeff Pollard, Louis Powell, Lawrence F. Prokop, Michael Renner, Titus Rex, Peter Reynolds, John 
Jonathan Rice, Mark Richardson, Toby D. Riebenschneider, Austin Riley, Petro Rose, A.G. Rowe, John Schultz, Chris Schaefer, Michael Shanholtz, Toby Schutman, Glendon Cole Simper, Joshua Smallwood, Andrew Smith, John Tabanillo, Ahmad Tamar, Joseph Thayer, Ben Thompson, Carl Tolman, Tam Tran, Adam Van Curen, Raymond Joshua Vargas, Michael Vecchio, Oakley Waldron, Justin Wagaman, Mike Wayan, Tyler Woodall, Corey Wyatt, Tony Zuniga, That Rescue Guy, Casual Misfits Gaming, Super Shot ST, Throw 7, Infinite, Homeworld Hub, Mad Mock Media, Mubarak, Sticks and Crits, Richter 86, Andrew, Ian, Chris, Dav 9834, Donk 2015, and Gavin.